We acknowledge the Kulin Nations as the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging who hold the memories, the traditions, the culture, and the hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across the nation. Beware, traveller. You enter this den of horror at your own risk. Beyond these mists lie the lands of Barovia, the domain of the vampire, Strad von Zarevich. If you dare to go further, death is not a certainty, but you are certain to suffer. The mist swirls around you, blocking your vision. You can't even see the feet below you. It envelops you as you move forward, through and into the valley of Barovia. The mist sweeps past the castle Ravenloft. The river Ivlis flows swiftly below you. The rushing of the Tsur waterfalls fills your ears as you look down on the still smouldering bridge. It's covered in soot and ash, forming a blast radius centered on the middle of the bridge. The striations of that soot and ash make out words they spell DPR, Curse of Strahd. It's good, Greg. That's Ash two times in a row, just saying. Ash and Eddie, <laughs> they're good mates. <laughs> Obviously, I did Soot and Ash twice to really highlight the Soot yeah. and Ash. Yeah. I'm saying. It's, a, it's a themed sequence, you know. Yeah. Mm. I just wanted to highlight the fact that Danny almost died again. Deathy. No, that was good. That was good. Real, real deathy. That <clears throat> <laughs> was quite a fireball that you got hit by, Dan. Yeah, man. Got to show that there's consequences for your actions. And you, Lauren, egging uh-huh. him on, wanting to open a book like naughty children. I in really the did, didn't I? Bookie wookies <laughs> yeah. are just so reckless. Uh, really reckless. Yeah. This is why you can't have books in the wrong hands. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll Curse of Strahd, where we highlight the um, the pitfalls of literacy. <laughs> Yeah, we're Don't. all literate and look what we've done. Made this show. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. Rubbish. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, Hi, I'm Jack and I'm playing Curly, the crab person, Monk. Hello, 
My name is Kelly, like the horse. Kelly says to the gargoyle. Still. <laughs> Actually, I'm more of a, what was it? Grotesque. A grotesque. A grotesque. Oh, I see. That is interesting. Gargle, like gargle. Hmm. Oui. You think he's grotesque, says the one next to him. You should smell his breath. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I'm Dan. I play Hans von Suchensuch, uh, the half-orc uh, blood hunter, currently a smoldering mess. His uh, leather cape, uh, leather cloak, uh, smoking and burnt on the edges and all of it, really, not just the edges, all of it's burnt. Um, he's uh, looking pretty messed up at the moment, uh, not feeling too good. So a smoldering mess, not in a kind of Zoolander way. No, definitely not. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe just that look on his face is just very... Sensual, very sexy, you know. Why do I want to buy underpants now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name's Ben. Emil Freund. (laughs) Three, bingo. (laughs) Jack, this is all your fault for going first. Yeah. Yeah. Been thrown out of rhythm. (laughs) Everyone's so excited. We should not have done it. Recording in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, This is all my fault. I'm sorry. That's not. All right, he's gone. And then there was no one. <laughs> Someone put their hand up. My I'm name's wearing, Ben, oh, and oh, I am go. playing Ragyog, the goblin cleric of Lathander, who is currently standing at the edge of the bridge and wondering whether to be the guy that says, I told you so. He probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Emil. I play uh, Captain Clogheart, Giacomo Clogheart, head of the Clogheart's pie empire. He's a paladin. He wields some cooking implements and tasty pies and the good word of his god, Lord of the Lord of the Pies. Um, he's currently a little bit hungover, feeling a bit, well, yeah, a bit hungover from the celebrations the night before. It's been a long day. We've walked a long way and now his mates have gotten burnt in the fireball. It's fucking a lot. It's a lot. I think he's going to get a Clogheart's employee to pitch a tent before too long. Check. <laughs> My name's Lauren. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I love pitching tents, just other people's. Okay, so <laughs> I am playing Epomia Phosphine. Just call her Mo. She's a human rogue assassin uh, who's done, who just got really excited about Bookie Wookie. Um, she, she's also thrown back unconscious on the ground. She just escaped the, uh, the red blast zone, uh, that the book made. So all of her little, uh, adorned cloaky bits of fabric, she's turned into some kind of a, of a, of a, of a a uniform, I guess you could say. Uh, She's wearing a a steampunk bowler hat with cat ears on it and a pure white visor, which is now completely charred also. She got employee of the month uh, from Clogheart. Um, So she's just lying back and the face is completely like just 
looks pale and eyes are closed and she's covered in ash and and bits of stony things soot ash soot and eddie nearby and (laughs) she's she's covered in she's covered in every she's covered in eddie nearby um no she's she got knocked out super knocked out um everything's singed she's looking pretty shit does DPR cursive stride read on her forehead? Is it that... does. Yeah, she's got DPR yeah. Yeah, across the top of her forehead and, and <laughs> like she's been anointed. Right. <laughs> Speaking of anointing, Clockart reaches in and like adjusts the employee of the month visor and drops um, some healing on uh, on Mo. Let, let, let 15... Greg get a, a yeah. No, hang on a second. I'm doing in, something here, Dan. You shut up for a minute. And drops 15 HP, but also um, as it restores you um a crew come in with a photo and stuff he, Clockhart, they get a photo he's like no yeah put in the company newspaper Clockhart's employee saves i don't know uh, 12 small children there we go done it's a photo snap and off they go and phosphine's feeling a bit better oh i think i could make it next month my name is Greg Pickering. <laughs> I'm the dungeon master for DPR Curse of Strahd and responsible for almost killing two of your new favourite characters uh, as of last episode. But um, don't worry, next time I'll do better. I will kill them next time. Please, please um, kill me. Please. <laughs> please immediately murder me. Um, so, yeah, so I think we've uh, quite nicely described what happened when you, uh, when Hans and uh, Mo tried to open Mordenkainen's bookie wookie of magic uh, on the bridge. It exploded and uh, both of them were knocked unconscious. Um, luckily, uh, Giacomo was there to heal Mo, and um, I seem to remember a healing word was thrown around. Yep, Ragyog busted out a, a healing word for Hans as as he fell face forward to the ground and his bell dings. Did some of that get directed at Curly? No, Curly. no I don't remember Curly getting healed. No. Uh, I've uh, used all 15 points from that's the That's a shame. Hands, so. That's a real did, goddamn Did I say Curly? No. No, what's, no one said Curly. You? Not even anyone said I Curly. said Hans. No, yeah, no one said Curly. Yeah, I didn't say Curly. Uh, no. Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> did I fucking stutter? Did I fucking stutter, man? I said Hans, <laughs> didn't I? I said not Curly. At last. I said ha, 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 Hans, motherfucker. <laughs> said, not, not not Curly you. like the horse. No, I also dropped out for after my intro up until like just before. So yeah. I'm like, All right. okay. <laughs> I don't know what I missed. Then. Great. So um, how much did you heal Hans? Uh, so healing word is. Uh, Damn it! I should have laid my lay. I should have waited for my lay on hands and used it on Hans, and then I could have called it a lay on Hans. Damn it! Opportunity. Five hit points, Greg. Yeah. Okay. So Hans, you want to add? Bring yourself up to five. So you're both conscious again, but you're uh, burnt, singed, hurting. Um, I think Curly might be hurting a bit too. Yeah. Really? Hey, with that, get um, out of here, crab man! These two are hurt. You have, poor folk. How, how are you feeling, so crab man? It's hard to tell with you, folk. It burns so bad. Oh. You're a little bit more red on your crust. Um, Allow me to apply a salve. And an employee comes. Salve me. And they dab moist cloth on the on the forehead. 
what you think is his body. Curly goes over to a nearby rock and just sits down, pulls out a cigarette and (laughs) just smokes. Smokes it right through. Does Curly roll their own? (laughs) Because that must be hard (laughs) with quads. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he keeps sn- snapping it in half. Yeah, and he rolls a cigarette, but it's really honestly, he's clearly struggling, like more than you would expect. There's just tobacco going all over the. It's blowing away over the the falls. You would rip the paper so yeah, much. It's, like I so mean, many papers, just... way too fiddly. I've got some tailor maids if you'd like. Yeah. Wait a minute. If I know the French, and I think we could get on, we can all agree I do. No. Yeah, you do. No, yeah. No healthy Frenchman would roll a cigarette that bad. Something's wrong with our crab. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel a little bit under the weather. I've well. got no more help for you, my friend. Just this, just this tasty salve. Look, you can try the salve if you'd like to, Curly, but allow me to load you some of the Morning Lord's strength and Ragyog Cast's cure wounds. Which is a D eight plus three. Hans Hans comes walking, uh, like more like stumbling over to where Curly is, and goes, "Do you need a light?" And holds out his burnt hand <laughs> to him. So oh, still can, smoldering hand. Still <laughs> smoldering with only five HP. Oh gods, you! I, I better take, take care of you as well. Take, oh, you need a light, do you? Oh, you're feeling bad, are you? You, I'm feeling too good, Curly. There, horse. Like you've the actually horse. got more health points than me. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're so on four. Ten points for you, Curly, and eight points for you, Hans. Hey, don't say I'll ever do me. anything for you. Yeah. Um. Now, does that only go up to the? Because you changed the maximum. Yeah, it only goes up to the maximum. So now it just goes up to eight. How was your maximum eight? No, my really? maximum was 18, but now it's like 10. It's, you said that minus 10. That's a very unfortunate couple of rolls. Fair enough. Um, yes, it only goes up to eight. Okay. Damn. Jeez. Is that your Jeez, max Greg. hit points as yeah. a monk? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. You sure you um, didn't fuck um, up the character? At level three? I think, Gre- I think Jack might have uh, reset his hit points on D&D Beyond and lost some at some point. But let's like go it. with eight. It's more fun. It's more dangerous. No, I'm fine with eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not okay. I'll look after this. you, crap man. Okay, All so right. you, head, uh, you, you heal yourselves up and head across uh, the bridge and um, as you do, the castle Ravenloft is off to the east, to your right. Uh, and the um, the waterfall starts off to your left, to the west, uh, and the the road winds ahead of you. So, Frostfeed, you said something about liking to stay near water. Well, I think this could be the place to pitch a tent. <laughs> I do like pitching tents, and I definitely like it when there's water involved. Well, fantastic, because I hate manual labour. Here you go, and he throws her the tent. <laughs> 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 I can see I have been played. Uh, oh, I still feel very, very faint. She doesn't. She's actually pretty much restored back to full health. Oh, oh, the pain. Oh, the burning. Oh, the bookie wookiness of it all. Uh, oh. Insight check. Oh, of curly. Two for Quagheart. 
Oh, you, oh, it hurts. You believe her. Oh, no, I can't see it. Damsel oh. in distress. I'll do this. Don't you worry, Phosphine. Here, take a oh, seat. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, have you got one of them pies uh, on you? Or maybe of like course, a, just a moment. Any uh, something for the. Uh, he, he claps his hands. And anything then for the employee of the month? Several Lockhart employees come along, each bearing like one has a fan, a nice big yeah. fan, and starts waving oh, it. Great. One has a no cocktail worries. with a. An umbrella and some food. What fruit else? What else out. you got? There's a pie. One starts for, setting up the tent. Oh. oh, that's it then. All right then. Well, Here's some more salve. She just like starts licking the salve. <laughs> yes, oh. it's salty, isn't it? It's got sort of tang to it. It's very zesty. That's the Thousand Island dressing. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> so you're quite quite high above the valley floor. Um, at this point. So, and even here in the mountains, the forest uh, and the fog are inescapable. So the forest encroaches on the road on, on both sides and ahead, the dirt road splits into two and it widens um, towards the east. And you can see there's patches of, of cobblestone suggesting um, that the eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. And as you sort of follow your eyes along, you notice that it leads towards the castle Ravenloft, and it, it's quite large and imposing uh, on the skyline. And you're you're very close to it as you set up camp. I don't um, like you say that. we're very close to the the castle, as we say. Yeah, yeah. Oh. you're quite how, close. How to close the is very close? Uh, you're about a mile away. <laughs> right. Isn't hmm. that where that Strad chap is living? Yes, I believe so. I don't like this. What, what, what other choice do we have? We need to have a bit of a kip and a, a sleep. I mean, is he going to see us from here? S- something tells me. Clockhart says, as, as there's like big fire from the ro- spit roast that his employees have started cooking, <laughs> um, flares up. Um, there's a there's a juggler. <laughs> And then there's a clog hearts, like pop-up playground for kids. Sparks fountain up into the air, like hundreds of feet up into the air. I mean, he's certainly not going to notice that. Fireworks show, big Catherine <laughs> wheels that spell out clog hearts pies. Spotlights up into the cloud. We call them clog hearts Now blood sure. flavoured. <laughs> With extra black pudding. <laughs> black pudding sausage rolls. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> In D and D, that's bad. Black pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you resting for the night? Yeah, I th- we. I think so. Yes. Yes. Can um, Mr. Cloghart? Can we get your employees to keep watch for us <laughs> while we sleep? Unfortunately, union mandated laws prevent me from doing anything of that nature. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have them working around the clock for tuppence a week. But no, no, no. Apparently, they need some time to sleep. Um, Irina, is this town we're taking to you on the way to? Because otherwise, I feel like we're delivering you straight to uh, to uh, Irina. Are you awake there? Yes, yes, yes. I'm here. Sorry, I've just got to take my headphones out. What was no, that? Oh, I was sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> yes, is it good? Uh, yes, we're we're almost there. Okay, good. It's just right. further along the path. All right, good. I, I just I felt for a moment that we might have forgotten we had to keep you safe and that we were taking I you really straight towards the castle. I really hope that you haven't forgotten to keep me safe. 
No, no. I mean, look, um, never, never. Would would you like a bug? Uh, oh, I, uh, I'm all right. I think I'll just be having the pies, if that's okay. Um, it's, it's it's your liver. Right. <laughs> Irina's never it actually travelled to Valakai, so she knows it's it's further along this road, um, but not sure how far along it is. I have never been to Valakai, but I know it's along this road, but I'm not sure how far away it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, if you must excuse me, this is a very good bit of the podcast that I'm Oh, no, to. no, please. get. Don't, I, I do apologise. Enjoy. Yes, enjoy. Thank you um, so much. Greg, how many hours until Irina really goes back to listening to one of the famous musical act uh, points of the podcast she's listening to. Yep, sorry, Ben. <laughs> uh, how many hours until nightfall? Uh, it's oh, it's dusk see. now. Cool. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't much like the idea of sleeping out in the open here, but it's a dangerous land. Just have to take watch. Oh, there's that fucking crow again. Fucking crows. I look up, trying to see it. I look wildly around. I hate those birds. I hate ravens. They always used to peck at Bevan, my, my toad that I used to have before I gave it to the Taroka lady. Where did that where did it go? Can you anyone can anyone see it? Is anyone listening to me? You've all suddenly gone quiet. I suppose I am just talking incessantly out of my nervousness. Could you give me a perception check, please? <laughs> Ask a direct question, get a direct answer, I think. Oh, you are there, Jacobo, okay. I'm listening the whole time, just didn't feel like chiming in. Yeah. Uh, 15 You seem like you are having such a good time oh, well, Talking yeah. to yourself uh, You notice the um, The raven flying away uh, Towards the north North and west Towards the castle? No, away from the castle uh, The castle's east Okay Alright Well, I wonder, Fuck off bird Don't come back is there anything else in that okay. direction? No. The, the, that's where you're heading. Oh, okay. North and west is where oh. you're heading towards uh, the town of Alakai. All right. I don't trust it. Oh, man, I don't like this. Is uh, are, are we are you taking watch? Yeah. Or are you... yeah. Okay. All right, lads. So... You, you, you bed down. I'll take first watch. I'm feeling not too bad, actually. I mean, No, you can't. Could... We wouldn't think of it. You've just been burnt to a cinder. No, of course not. All right, well, I could. I don't have to do nothing then. Maybe yes. I'll have a look at the no. book for a bit of bit a bit of nighttime reading. You've still got don't it. Wor- don't no, worry. Don't worry. Don't open. Don't that. open. No the more bookie wookie lookies. Okay. Oh, can't. It can't hurt. Come on. No, no. Ragyog no. grabs it and stuffs it into his pack. No more. Um, excuse the, me. That's you? my book. Well, you can't not trust you, though, Hans. Do you really want to be uh, the guardian of the grimoire? I'll just look at the, look at the cover, just for a little bit. It seems nice, like there's power in it. I think that's my book. You all bed down for the night, uh, each taking watch. Uh, and, Curly's taking my watch. Um, each of you <laughs> stare out into the darkness of the night. Um, the large fire um, behind you ruining your night vision. Um, and each of you take your turns and um, not me <laughs> except for Jacobo who <laughs> sleeps through his um, and uh, Mo as you're sitting watching out 
mist begins to coalesce and build around the campsite. Tendrils reaching out towards the campfire as if it's seeking a way into the ring of firelight. And as you look, you think you see shadows moving amongst the mist until it coalesces into a figure. That mist is eddying strangely. <laughs> it's the Eddie. figure of Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> until the mist coalesces into the... Eddie Vedder? Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Strahd's chief vampire. Form. <laughs> uh, until it coalesces into the form of uh, Strahd von Zarovich. Very Strahd immaculately dressed. <laughs> You're still alive, she said. Do I deserve to be? He steps forward from the mist, just emerging enough for you to see, and he beckons you to follow, and turns and disappears. What does Mo do? Well, Mo hesitates, obviously. She knows who this is now and uh, is definitely very wary. She looks back at the sleeping, huddled, peaceful um, friends that she's made along this very strange journey. It started with a letter and now we hear um, she's trying to, uh, to, to to resist Strahd, but there is something that's sort of cold that's kind of starts in her chest and is sort of moving its way out that's that's pulling her towards him. Um, and you'd think it would be like a cold that would sort of recoil, but instead it feels like strength and power is filling her. Um, like, a, like an icy kind of... Uh, yeah, like a strength. Um, and so she rises, and uh, but just at the, at the moment where she goes to take a step forward, um, a, a crackle from the fire pops, and she feels this sort of buffet of warmth from the fire, and the ice sort of inside her chest just suddenly disappears. It just goes completely away from her. And... Um, and she feels completely bereft and drained and a part of her wants to reach out and, and, to, and to have it fill her again. But she's immediately exhausted, immediately tired. She slumps back down and just sort of stares, just eyes on the ground and watches and Strahd walk she away. She stares. Or just float away. And watches Strahd disappear into the mist. Um, the night is pierced by the... The craw of the core of a raven. And you again see the figure of a raven fly around the circle of firelight. 
as Mo sits back and resumes her watch. So the night goes without, uh, or goes uh, further into the night. Uh, as Mo watches uh, Strad, um, she is distracted and she does not see um, the beginning of mist begin to form and around. What else does it do? Three, it eddy around <laughs> the three, <laughs> three sleeping figures oh. around the campfire. Again. Four? Three? Spectral ha- three. Spectral hands claw out of the dirt around the sleeping figures of Curly, Hans, and Giacomo. And those clawed hands reach into the mind of each. Fuck off! Curly, in your dream, you smell cooking flesh. And as you approach the campfire, you're greeted by your fellow party mates. They wave you over and offer you food. But as you look down at what they are eating, you are filled with revulsion. You see each of them are happily munching on a large crab leg. I'm eating the carapace. And as you look down, your body is legless and you fall on your back, unable to get up. <laughs> no. Hans. Do not leave me here. Hans, your world is flames. You are engulfed in flames and heat. You burn. Trapped in a tiny space, every inch of your body and soul is on fire. You're unable to escape. As you scrabble at the iron door of your prison, you watch your fingernails peel off and your fingers begin to disintegrate in the heat. Giacomo, you huddle lonely and poor on a rainy cobbled street, begging for food in a haunted city. Your skin afflicted with the pox. People walk past, hooded and cloaked. They ignore you, but you do glimpse some of the faces in the hoods. They are the faces of your new friends, your party mates. They ignore you. Spare a shackle for an old pie man? No. I used to beat somebody. (laughs) You each wake up in a sweat at dawn. And you each take three of your hit dice total. Fucking hell, man. Thought it was going to be another ten. That's better. (laughs) I rolled better for you this time. Oh, it's another funny dream. That's two in a row. Uh, God, I feel bloody awful. Again. You look bloody terrible, all, all three of you. What's wrong with you? I'm a bit worried. I don't know. We, I keep having these very horrible dreams. I feel like my legs 
are going to be very useless today. You know, suddenly, though, I think it feels a bit less ominous around here. Yeah, it does. I wonder what that is. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. feels like, the, you know... The kind oh, of no, it's back again. It's back again. Yeah. Wait. Uh, oh, yes, my heart does feel heavy. Greg, Ragyog decides to cast Detect Magic. Uh, yeah. Praying to the Morning Lord. Oh, Lathanda, please grace me with the... The revealing sight that the sun rays bring, even though they're a bit more dim in this dreary and depressing land, and and help me see any magical horrors. Ooh. Thank you. Thanks. Praise be to you. Is the ooh part of the ceremony? Yes, it's part of the prayer. Yes, it, it helps summon the energy. Uh. It's working. I- <laughs> okay. Um. Good energy. Mm. Yeah, you can you can detect there is some magical effect occurring on the three of big them. Big dream energy. Yeah, big dream <laughs> energy. BDE. Oh, you guys um, are suffering from BDE. Does that happen <laughs> after REM? I don't. <laughs> I don't like your chances. Actually, it's the end of the world. Does we? No, no. It may very well. I don't be. know it. Very well. <laughs> And I don't feel fine. Come on. There's a, there's <laughs> a humming BDE aura around each of them. Okay. Um, it's, there's, a, there's a necromantic uh, energy surrounding them. The presence of death surrounds you, my friends. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news first thing in the morning, but... Um, I thought uh, that was your whole shtick. Well, look. You, you you feel like uh, that as, as the... Detect magic goes on. You you um, gain a better sense of the necromantic magic that surrounds them, and you feel that it is linked off into the distance. So there's like a tether that runs from each of them off into the distance, um, and each of you wakes up um, feeling a little. Uh, each of you that had the nightmares feels a little more alienated from the group around you, a little more distrustful of your party mates. <sighs> Um, Curly picks up a a stick as like a walking stick, um, which looks ridiculous because you've got because he has ten legs. What do you need that stick for? Look at all those legs, all those strong, strong legs, those big, juicy, strong, strong legs. You've got <laughs> ten of them, ten very strong legs. Well. The walking stick's ridiculous. Don't need all those legs, do you? Curly suddenly goes, starts to turn um, purple. Um, I can't remember what the frayed uh, color was. Let's say it was purple. Um, uh, and and uh, he he just sort of backs away. Um, it's hard to read crab facial expressions, but it's pretty clear he looks horrified. Um, and he just sits back down. The camp is unusually quiet this morning. Hans goes over to Ragyog and goes, give me my book back. I want it. Give it. Look, if you, if, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not mine to hold, withhold from you. 
You, so give it back. Look, I think, you, I think it's done. you want my book? Wait. It's Morty's. It's Morty's books. You're not even a fan. You're not even a real fan. You're like one of those ones that just like hopped on the bandwagon after like he got popular. I was, a, I'm an OG, OG Morty fan. You fucking Mortys are all the same. Look, here you go. Here's your bookie wookie. Wait, you, you just have to promise you won't. Yes, Suki. Don't read he it. He snatches the book. Don't open it. He snatches the book away from Ragyog and storms off and uh, away from the group. All right, all right, all right, mates. I know you seem a little bit tense, all right, and things don't seem that great today, but I have got some excellent news. Oh, what is it? Last night, I saw Strahd. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That and, sounds like bad news. Uh, but, uh, it's... Yes. I mean, no, it's not bad news. Uh, it's great news. We could celebrate and be good mates again because I, oh, did I say something to him? Oh, I told him that God, I what, think what you he say? was a bad guy and he should leave us all alone. And And I said, I love my friends, the people that I'm traveling with. I'm very loyal to them and that I would like to leave leave him alone and leave us alone. And, and he said, yep, and then he fucked off. Wow. Mo, can you roll a deception into everyone else's role and in, uh, an insight, please? No, nah, Clockheart, Clockheart just Clockheart bites it. Yeah. Bites, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 10. Okay. 21, you fucking liar. <laughs> uh, 14 for Hans. Two. Uh, or oh, five. So Curly and Giacomo, yeah. Curly returns it. to kind of a more normal colour. Mo, I don't, um, look, I don't, I don't mean to undermine you, but what, like, why would you, why would you tell us the whole truth about this encounter? It's, I, I am. I say. I mean, it's just a good thing no. that I just wanted to make no. sure that we were all together as a team. Uh, yes, but Lathand- shut Lathander- up, Rag. She said everything. She said the whole truth. Nothing. Yes, to- but the morning lord. Stop butting in. All right, maybe Giacomo. Giacomo, stop butting in. It's not your time. Morning lord I reveals the, the the hidden truth, and I see through your words. All right, he scared me fucking shitless, all right? This guy is no joke. See, Dacabo. Curly goes a deeper shade of purple. I just don't know and what we're going to do. That's all. It's just, yeah. I saw him, but he didn't do anything. But I don't know if he will not do a thing again or not. Um, a cloak Mo a doesn't cloak quite want to tell them that she uh, that she felt drawn to Strahd. So she's going to just keep that one to herself just for now. I reckon I buy that I'm happy that I got more out of you. Ragyog walks sideways up and pats you on the back. Well, there, there. I'm here to help you in any way I can. Thanks, mate. A cloak of fear falls over the party. Everybody is um, shaken up, whether it be from the nightmares and the lack of sleep mm. or from, you know, the appearance uh, again of Strahd and... Um, how much he seems to have unnerved um, Mo. Anyone who had a nightmare, he didn't sleep, 
uh, you didn't get any rest, you, your spells don't refresh, your abilities don't refresh, and you don't regain hit points. Oh. Um, so, Mo, you're back up to full and... Uh, um, Is that long rest? Ragyog, yeah, Ragyog, yeah. you get a refresh on your spells. Yeah. Hans, um, Hans is just okay. like paranoid of everyone at the moment. He's 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 wigging out. Um, you head down the road and um, leaving the camp behind you, and uh, the road turns to the west and and north, um, putting Castle Ravenloft behind you. And as you get further away, the the feeling of fear and oppression begins to lift a little. The fog spills out of the forest to swallow up the road behind you, but ahead, jutting from the woods on both sides of the road, are high stone buttresses that loom grey in the fog, and familiar iron gates hang on the stonework, and you can see these huge stone gates stand over the road, but this time you're seeing them from the back. Um as two huge headless armoured figures stand guard on either side of the road and you pass from their back to their front as you walk through the open gate um, and further down the road. Curly doesn't even comment on the buttresses. <laughs> Just leaves them. Yeah. It's big of you, Curly. Yeah. You must be feeling real shit, mate. Do you see the buttresses, <laughs> Curly? Do you see them? Do you see them? Sam? No, I did not see any, any buttresses. Damn, son. No architectural significance around here. It's rubbish. It's all rubbish. Look at stone. Oh, wow. Beautiful. More mm. stones. Someone made it somewhere. You know. So the old road under your feet transitions from being a winding path through the mountains to a lazy trail that hugs the mountainside as it descends into a fog-filled valley. And in the heart of the valley ahead, you see a walled town near the shores of a great mountain lake, its waters dark and still. But a branch in the road leads west to a promontory, atop which is perched a dilapidated stone windmill, its wooden veins stripped bare. This mill stands high on a cliff. The onion-domed edifice leans forward and to one side as though trying to turn away from the stormy grey sky. And you see grey brick walls and dirt-covered windows on the upper floors. A decrepit wooden platform encircles the windmill above a flimsy doorway leading to the building's interior. And perched on a wooden beam above the door is a raven. It hops about and squawks at you, seemingly agitated as you approach. Now that is a lovely mill. Okay, uh, perception. Oh my god, I got a one. The raven distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not lucky. Like no, I'm not. Sure. You you trip over your own feet. You can't. (laughs) Yeah. You're obsessed with the the raven. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry. It's like Bart with the raven. 
Perception. Oh. Perception check. Yeah. So I got I got four in total, but still terrible. I got a ten. Hans wigging out is keeping an eye on everything and rolled a nineteen. Nice. Thirteen. Two. Okay. So Hans, in a very heightened, uh, paranoid state, um, can see uh, on that decrepit wooden platform there seems to be uh, small wooden cages. And as you look, you think you see a small hand shakily reach out between the cage bars and then fall down onto the platform below. Um, The hand is the, the right size for a child. Oh. Um, and as you look at this mill in the grey light of day, um, you can see around the doorway um, there is a, a bright firelight um, shines out around the gaps in the doorway. Um, you, so inside a, a, a hot fire burns um, somewhere inside. So, so I could tell that a child's hand just like, Fell yeah. out of a cage? No. So there was like a there's a platform <laughs> up on the windmill, and there's a cage cages on it. And you look at the cages, and you sort of think you can see a bit of movement, and you see what you think is a child's hand sort of reach out and then drop, and then disappear, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I I I think there's I think there's children up in there. I I I think the, the the old woman, the old woman. She said, she said the mill should go. Should go there. Hans starts uh, walking there as if possessed. Ragyog concern starts to follow you a few feet behind. <laughs> oh, that fucking raven! And I swat my hands in the air. <laughs> Can you all make an insight check for me? Oh, man, I want to shoot that with my crossbow, but I just rolled Whoa. a net 20. Oh, yeah, nice. 20. Nine. 12. 23. <laughs> What'd you get, mm. Ragyog? Only a nine. Okay, so everyone but Ragyog and Giacomo knows that that crow is warning you away from the mill. Um, when it sees that you have got its message, it tilts its head and then flies away north towards the town. Curly doffs its hat to the raven. Don't worry, everyone. I speak crow. It says, come on in. It's safe. Ah. I'm not listening to anything a crow has to say. Ah. Um, Just gawking at me. Curly uh, uh, sort of is pretty freaked out by the by the crow. Uh, fellas, uh, I I think maybe we should not go in there. It is dangerous. But the old lady said something. She said there was a sword of sunlight in the lonely mill. Now would be a very good time to test whether she was just bullshitting us. So you're at the entrance to this valley and um, as you're sort of standing on the side of the road talking about whether you should approach, um, you see uh, a pair of villagers on a cart drawn by a tired old mule come past you and Irina notices or recognises them as villagers from the town of Barovia and 
these villages are sort of downtrodden. They, they're gray in the face. Their clothing is drab and worn. And um, in the cart behind them as they creak past, uh, you see a, a, a little a little girl sitting in the tray holding a misshapen doll. Um, and the doll you recognize exactly the same as the one that the woman gave to Curly in Barovia and asked to help look for her daughter. Um, and the, the cart creaks past and down towards the mill. Um, does Curly still have that doll? Yes. Um, Curly uh, pulls the doll from his carapace and uh, looks at the doll, looks at the other doll on the cart. Uh, hey, uh, there is a doll over there that looks very similar to this doll. Perhaps we should investigate that rather than going directly into the mill that the raven very very carefully said we should not go into. As you lift up the doll in your claw, you can see on its back uh, is embroidered the name Blinksy. Um. Um, Irina takes another pod out of her ear and goes, Oh, look, there's some poor people that I know. <laughs> and sort of gives a kind of a, a wave towards the people uh, on the on the cart and they kind of clock her and sort of realise who she is and the cart sort of comes to a stop um, and she starts talking to the people on the cart, uh, leaving the little girl kind of at the back of the cart, sort of unwatched by the people at the front. Uh, oh, it's you, Irina. Uh that you see the two um, occupants at the front seem extremely startled and uh, shifty, noticing uh, that you've seen. Oh, we're just, um, oh, I just got to go and sort some shit out at the mill. I just got to mill up some stuff. So, yeah. Oh, right. You're getting up to the mill again, are you? Oh, we're on our way to Valensky. Valakai. We're on our way to Valakai. Oh, Have we been yeah. back to Barovia lately or? Oh, yeah, just come from there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I got to go. Oh, I got to oh. go to the mill, do you? Yeah. What's yeah, up that mill. mill? Oh, just milling stuff. Oh, milling stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, yes. Mm, yeah. Well. Sorry, got it. And they whip the mule and like a cloud of dust and fleas. Hang sort on, of I haven't finished judging you yet. Where did you and go? It, that takes off bumply down the road. And down towards the, the mill. What's the little girl doing? She's just sitting uh, playing with the doll in the back of the tray. Um, C- Curly yells out to the little girl, Hey, uh, little girl, I have the same doll. Maybe we should uh, compare. Um, she looks up at you um, with sort of grey eyes uh, and with the little doll, she waves it in the air and then 
turns it as if its neck is broken and the and the doll falls over into her lap. Oh, I guess not. And uh, Curly puts the doll away, feeling ever more disparaged by the world. <sighs> I guess we accept our fate then. Wherever you want to go, friends, I will go. You watch as the cart rumbles down the road, squeaking its wheels, rolling through potholes as it approaches the mill. And the two get down and lift the little girl down between them as they knock on the door of the mill. The door opens without a creak. Couldn't load the sound effect. And inside, no, no creak. Well, an old door. And inside, um, the figure of the crone who sold you the pastry appears, and she's backlit by the flames of a, a huge beef master ninety thousand, the industrial model, a huge cooker roaring flames in the background with a huge iron door that sets Hans your teeth on edge and you see her reach behind the door and pass over a bag full of pastries in exchange for the child and as she welcomes the child into the mill the door closes behind her. <laughs> and that is where we are ending today's game. Oh, <laughs> grim. 